It's the 90s to now with John Deere. What is the 90s to now? It's my weekly radio show on 100.9 2BACR Sydney. It's about the news, music and talking about the 90s to now. Thanks for listening to my podcast where we feature some of the musicians and interesting people that I interview each week. Time for our bonus artist and we've got a good one this time. Bad Lives were massive back in the 90s. It was formed in 1990, and they actually had some... Well, we'll talk in a moment. My guest is Michael Spoby from the band. He's uh, the... he's the uh, Well, he formed the band, and he's also the lead singer and writes the tracks. Thanks, Michael, for joining us here on the 90s to Now. My pleasure, John. Good to be here. Thank you so much. Now, can you just tell us, you started your band in 1990... What did you think you were going to end up doing with that band? Because you obviously became extremely successful in the early 90s. Yeah, we um, we were just uh, forming. Well, the project kind of started in around about late 88, 89. But um, uh, we were keen to um, establish ourselves in a, in a more roots-based style, um, and, and avoid uh, avoid synthesizers and things. And I, and I was a mad, keen fan of the Hammond organ, so yep. somewhere in the equation that had to be in there as well. But we we didn't have a design for success as much as um, just trying to trying to hear some of the sounds that we liked, you know, in, in our own music, in original musics. And, and I suppose the main the main thrust of the project was original songs like that 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 uh, were true to us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, your uh, your album was the first album you released in 94. That was uh, obviously nominated as Album of the Year. You you were nominated as uh, Best New Talent, Breakthrough Artist, and of course you, were, you won Best New Talent and the Breakthrough Artist as well for the album on Get, yeah, Get On Board. Yeah, we, we had a bit of luck there. Um, we just, uh, you know, while all that was going on, that we were oblivious to that because it was so busy. We didn't even oh, yeah. we weren't up to speed with what was going down there. So, so um, everything from that time was a blur. I think we may have been either overseas or in the studio for the Aria Awards. So wow. we never, yeah, yeah, and uh, and I don't really like awards shows much. So I was quite happy to be honest. I was in my happy place in the studio. Yeah, that's. I have had uh, Alex uh, Smith from uh, Moving Pictures in the studio, and he was telling me back then. He said we would be everywhere and anywhere. He said they'd have us doing that many gigs every day, every week. You could you could do two or three a day, depending on on the areas. And he said you just didn't. The time just flew. So. Yeah. Oh, absolutely the same. That's exactly how it was for us. Two, two or three gigs a day in different sort of formats, you know. Um, so, so it was just crazy, like crazy, yeah, crazy well, time. Yeah. Well, one of, I'm going to play a couple of tracks from back then, uh, Green Limousine, which I absolutely love. Um, tell us what gave you the the wordings behind that, because it's just such a such a great different song, really, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm always um, hesitant to disappoint. Uh, people with, with lyrics, but but that that song was um, especially in the eighties. It was it was quite fashionable for artists to take up a cause mm. and to jump on a bandwagon. Um, and and a lot of uh, the cynic in me says there were quite a few um, artists who had to, who were forced to take that on by their record company for promotional reasons <laughs> or their management. You know, because because it, it, it looked good, it gave a bit more profile, and that that was quite that was seen to be happening. Remember, um, Sir Bob Geldof oh, was yeah. in there 
were all the right reasons, as were a lot of people. Sure. But, but off the back end of that came a whole lot of artists who probably didn't really care either way or, you know. And so the song... The song was the green, the environmental bandwagon, the green limousine. Okay. That, that was that was the the analogy that I used, and I was having a bit of a dig, a bit of a complaint about cynical stab at people who um, who were furthering their careers, you know, via a cause. Okay. Well, let's have a listen to it here on the Bad Loves. Michael Spoby is still with me. Thanks, Michael, for being with us. Good on you, John. Love that. I love that track. Uh, now. Before we play the next song, which is, well, actually, we'll, we'll play it, Lost. Now, that one also happened to be the single of the year as well in 94. Um, as you were saying before, very surprised, but um, who? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, obviously, your album was just the album of the, of the year, wasn't it? It was just written, and it just obviously went with the audience that just loved it. It was, it was, um, it stunned us. It totally stunned us because no one seemed to be particularly interested uh, well, you know, for, for the years previous, and and even even during that record, so I'm not even sure the record company was even so sure about it, to be honest, because it, you know there was a bit of you know you, there's sometimes pressure to sound like other more successful bands. Not that Mushroom Records ever did that, but no, I know Michael Michael Galinsky's still around, and he's uh, still still looking after some of the younger artists again. I, I'm amazed that man's got a lot of energy, hasn't he? Nothing stops him. He's he's got he's got an engine. That fella. Yeah. Amazing. I'm just looking at the chart positions. Like Lost was 51, um, 35 Green Limousine, and but Lost was a single of the year. That's terrific. Yeah, like it, was, it wasn't a, a, a top five or anything. I don't think so. So mm. um, at any point, so it was very surprising. It mm. Really was. It seemed to hang like a bad smell, John. In yeah, the, uh, but it still gets still gets played. I've heard it occasionally on on some of the commercial stations. Still, they play it. It's 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 that sort of song that you could you just listen. And you go on. Oh, I know that song. So, what actually is what's it about? Lost. Um, really, it's just a feeling that I had that I I was disconnected from my family. Um, disconnected, basically from from familiarity and. And that was a, that, you know that was before the heavy touring started. That, yeah. that was, it's just that feeling of just free floating. I I I was wondering what uh, what life was about when I was writing that. That was just one of those one of those moments. And I suppose most songwriters, uh, you know, you spend way too much time on your own in your own headspace. Mm. Um. Uh, so so just trying to fathom what what life was about and why I was here really yeah so some some deep some deep um probing questions that never got answered actually yeah, I can imagine well let's have a listen to it and we'll come back and then we'll talk a little bit about uh touring and a bit about your two new songs when first your first song in that you released last no October first song in 20 years but we'll have a listen to Lost It is the 90s to now, and you've got my bonus artist, The Bad Loves, and that one's lost. And uh, Michael's still with me. Um, we were talking uh, whilst uh, the song was playing a bit about how you get into the mind space for writing. What what do you do? Um, it's changed a little bit. In the early days, it was just haphazard. Um, 
and but now I, I kind of know a little bit more about what I'm doing, N- not entirely, but but um, because it's still quite an easy process for me because since I was a little kid, I was totally taken with music to the point where I just go off into daydream land, whether I was in the backseat of the of the old Holden FB or. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was at school, I'd hear you know a little bit of music filtering through, and I, I, I it's always just taken me off somewhere. So um, I, it was almost inevitable. I just never saw it coming that that that's where I'd end up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so songwriting for me is I'm just chasing a feeling. That's that's all it is. Mm. Uh, yeah. So so at some point I realised that. It was it was an artistic process and, and not a technical one, and I think that's where a lot of a lot of people work in the technical element. But I'm I'm a lot um, further into the just the, the the feeling and the the emotion of it side of it rather than the technical these days. I've left the technical behind. Yeah, and that's probably good, and that probably does help with the sound and helps with the feeling as well with the tracks. Um, now you're, we're just having a brief chat about your song "The Weight," which you did with Jimmy Barnes. Do you want to just give everybody a little? idea of how you managed to, to, to sing a song with Jimmy Barnes yeah it was a quite a bizarre process um, because we're you know we shared a label but so so in that respect not, no coincidence but we the bad lots were in Fremantle in in, in uh, Western Western Australia and we were touring there and I just one day while we were there we got a call from Jimmy uh, saying hey fellas you want to you want to sing uh, record the weight with me <laughs> I said, oh, you're not going to believe this, Jimmy. We've just been rehearsing that song to put it in our live set. Um, and, and there's no way he would have known that. No. And so the timing of it just seemed to be ridiculous and, you know, serendipity in, in, in that respect. And he, and he, being a bit of a hero of mine, uh, was, was just, um, he saved me from an academic career when, when Cold Chisel turned up at, at the university I was studying at during lunchtime and that was the end of my university career once <laughs> I saw people playing at lunchtime yeah. 20 other people mind you only 20 people wow <laughs> unbelievable yeah. so so you know a couple of years later there we are playing together it was a dream come true for us for the band and, oh, it would have been it's a great yeah. song too but now yeah. we've, we've come forward about 30 years first song that you wrote uh, you've released in 20 years was last October and it's got a really good, interesting name, Soul Brother Trucking Soul. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I played this last October and I thought, why has it got that name? So I'm, I'll ask you now, why has it got that name? Um, it, it, was, it was a song about um, uh, loosely based on, on um, the fabulous uh, artist that I'm obsessed with, and that's Albert Ma- Namajira. Oh yeah, great, great yeah, uh, yeah. painter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and I always loved his stuff. And and not long ago, a friend of mine who lives in in Sunshine Coast up in Queensland uh, found a print of his and sent it down to me because I I've just not been able to find things over mm. the years. Uh, but but I the song came about because I saw a picture of him in a magazine leaning with his elbow out proudly behind the wheel of, of this new Dodge kind of ute. <laughs> you know, back, in the, back in the late 50s, I think it was, early 60s. And, uh, and I thought, oh, what an amazing photo, you know. Um, pulled up at a petrol bowser and it, with his name emblazoned on the side door 
um, Albert Namajira, artist, Alice Springs. And uh, and down in the corner it said, um, truck supplied by Ampol, you know, the, the, <laughs> the, the chemical company. How cool. Yeah, yeah. And so they were obviously seeing that he was, they were on a good wicket with him because he was, you know, he was the first uh, Indigenous man to meet the Queen and he got, he was the Absolutely. first one to vote and or, or at least have have rights to go and buy alcohol in town and all that sort of thing um but so but the, at the time that he he was pictured in that truck apparently he was still a camel driver wow um, and, and didn't have his license and couldn't drive but they'd given him this truck uh he was more au fait with camels which i just thought was an incredible story like and so from that moment on i just i've been obsessed with him yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. So, so Soul Brother Truck and Song was purely about him and that truck, and that started the whole thing, uh, the, the whole the whole song. You know, oh, it's a great track. Um, let's have a listen to it. When we come back, we'll talk newer music. But this is great. Let's have a listen to it here on the '90s. Oh, that's the Bad Loves and Song Brother Truck and Song. Michael Fury is still with me. G'day, mate. Now, last night you had a uh, an online gig. Tell us a little bit about how that went. Yeah, we've done a couple of them now, and this one was in a beautiful old hall called the Memo uh, Memo Music Hall in Melbourne, uh, gorgeous old theatre, uh, and uh, we we went on air at seven thirty, so we have a nice clean start time. You know, there's no no chance to fix up any mistakes, just like a real gig. You just go count down and off you go. So. Um, we, we we did uh, we did a set including some of the new songs and old ones as well, uh, which was wonderful. It's just a great chance to reach out to to an audience, and hopefully you know they're um, enjoying it as well. That's as, as close as we can get to a real gig at the mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, it's, quite, it's quite scary. Yeah, it's quite scary. Um, now you're you're based in Melbourne, so uh, you're telling me that it was like an hour and a half to get home, and the curfew had already started. Yeah, we we finished, you know, eight thirty or nine o'clock, but but didn't get in the cars, packed up and going till about maybe nine thirty ten, and and by for the a trip that's usually quite busy on major arterial roads out of Melbourne, I saw five cars uh, in that entire journey home, wow. which was an extraordinary. It really was like a ghost town, kind of like those Walking Dead. Yeah. programs you see where they're in big cities but no one's there I, I, I was there last october as i was saying at a conference and i can tell you there was more than five cars on the road in october <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah madness uh, um, unbelievable I, we feel so sorry for you melbourne guys now um what gigs coming up now you've got a planned one in november as well haven't you yeah fingers crossed and toes crossed for for that one we're we're um, build to play um, with one of my heroes, Richard Clapton. Uh, in uh, it was September; it got changed to October. Now it's November, so we're really hoping that uh, that holds out. You know, because uh, um, we played with him a few times, and it's just one of my absolute all-time heroes, Richard. He's one of the most amazing musicians, isn't he? I, I just yeah. love, I love his tracks. He's terrific. Yeah, incredible. So, so any chance that we can can play with him we're, we're there you know yeah, beautiful yeah. okay new track tribal now uh, i've got to say as a, this music it very much sounds like your earlier stuff but updated um i think it's a terrific track um 
what what is tribal about? Uh, tribe, tribal came about after a, uh, a recurring dream that I was having, and I'm not one who remembers dreams, and even less so the detail of those dreams. So I was quite, I was pretty chuffed that I was actually waking up with any ideas in my head, um, being a heavy sleeper. But uh, uh, the, the, the dream was about n- not being able to look after my family, not being able to to um, fend for them or, or, or feed them or that that kind of thing. Yeah. So it was quite stressful uh, dreams, and it kept coming back. So, and I guess it's you know this just this period we're in. I don't know, but. Um, uh, it's been been going for a long time, and so so even though those images you sometimes get or you wake up with, they're quite scrambled. They're almost like a Dali painting, you know, just very surreal and and, and uh, not making a lot of sense. But I remembered these, well, this particular dream that kept coming back in in great detail. So I would j- just jot down the scenarios that I remembered from the dream, and that's that's what the song. Uh, really, the lyrics in the song are just those scenes. They they may not make sense when you read them on a bit of paper, but but that's the, and that was the feeling that I had when I woke up. So I was trying to take dictation really um, from the dreams. Oh, great! Well, we'll have a listen to it, and when we come back, we'll talk about uh, a little bit more. And then I'll thank you for being with us. But this is the brand new track by the Bad Loves. It's called Tribal. Hits the 90s to now. My bonus artist is the Bad Loves. Michael Swery is still with me. Thank you, Michael, for coming on. Fantastic track. I hope that one does really well for you. Thank you, mate. Thanks very much. It's a, it's it's really good. Uh, I, I've listened to that track at least four times now, maybe more, and uh, it's it, it's just got that really great. As I said, it reminds me very much of your old stuff, but newer. It's been updated. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I love hearing those descriptions because I can't hear what it is. Um, you know, we don't need to, really. No, <laughs> that's right. We, we can yeah. yeah, no, it's great. And uh, I, now, album. Are you cons- uh, you uh, recording an album? Yeah, yeah. We've, we're um, around about sort of 70% the way through. And so we're looking at the end of the year um, to release. Okay, well, that, that'll be yeah. good. And. Uh, I'll look forward to hearing that album and we might um, have you back on and we'll do some tracks off it that uh, don't normally get played on radio because uh, you find some of those tracks are just as good as the so-called singles. Yeah, we love albums. I, I, I really love them. So, so hopefully you'll have some decent tracks in it. I'm sure they will. Well, mate, thank you very much for coming here on the 90s now. It's been an absolute pleasure for you at uh, Bankstown, Auburn and pretty much half of Sydney gets to hear this show. So... Good on you. Thank you so much. Thank you, John. The 90s to now. Heard on 100.9 2BACR every Tuesday night from 7. Also, check out the 90s to now Facebook and Instagram pages to find out more.